What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Yes, I'm on a live stream. Can you believe that? I figured I should come on and tell you how disappointed I am in something I saw today. I was like, man, I can't wait till tomorrow's uh, morning biker news segment because this was just god-awful. It made us all look stupid. I didn't like it one bit. And it had to do with, yes, it's a political ad, but it was made by bikers or so-called bikers. Not cool at all, man. Not cool at all what they did here. It was screwed up. It made us all look stupid. And you just want to punch them in the mouth. Now, I don't like being violent. But when you make us look stupid, yeah, it's time somebody gets popped in the mouth right there. By the way, I want to take this time, this moment, to say thank you to Danny Deedlo. I made the big time. He put me on his TikTok. And I... Owe it all to my haters out there. Much love to you all for getting me the honor to be on Danny Deedlow's TikTok. Got to go over there and check it out. T-Spain in the house. How you doing, buddy? Haven't heard from you in a long time, as well as everybody else. Now, here's the problem I have. It's like... One of them deals where fire shooting out your ears and fire shooting out your ass when you see something like this. This is how bad they made us look. Now, I'm not endorsing any politician here. I am just giving an opinion of these schmucks that deserve a punch in the mouth. Now, take a look at this. Now, you guys out there, I know, are bikers. Or motorcycle enthusiasts. But this has just got awful. You gotta see TV this. Gotta ads see with the governor talking about the great things she's done for Michigan? She's a liar. Whitmer can say what she wants, but we live here. Just look around, man. During COVID, Whitmer locked down businesses like the Owasso Barber and put one woman from Holland in jail. Oh, yeah. 3,000 restaurants closed. And she's pro-business? Yeah, right. And what about those higher gas and food prices? Our schools were closed for almost two years. Poor kids. Speaking of kids, Whitmer says she's going to work like hell to keep killing babies. And she put COVID patients in Graham's nursing home. Graham died alone. I can't take no more. I can't take no more. They are sad. Why is it every time that the media wants to put us bikers out there for something they make us look stupid that is honestly the gayest freaking crap that i've ever freaking seen that it, it's worse than that biker dance they did man when i talk about rubbers taking everything over i'm talking about rubbers taking everything over because no righteous biker would have put himself in the position to look like a fool like they just did. We don't talk like that. We, come on, dude. Come on, bro. What? 
Oh my goodness, man, that was just screwed up. And then with the old ladies and stuff like that, you can't even call them old ladies. I know some old ladies out there that would take a pool cue right up to your head. Not these ones. This was like soccer moms. Soccer moms hardcore right there. How disappointing that was. And it's getting mocked all over the internet right now. They are saying all kinds of stupid stuff about, well, look at them bikers. You know, that's their voting block. What? No. No. It, they didn't even have dirt on their damn jeans. Now I get it. A lot of people, they want to be, you know, stylish nowadays. They don't want to be like me or like a lot of other people. We'll wear jeans for a week or two at a time. We don't care. Or the same t-shirt until it becomes black when it was originally white. I get it. A lot of people ain't like that anymore. But come on, don't make us look like fools. And that's exactly what they did was they made a mockery of us. And then somebody asked to push back. Hey, all the creators grab that video I just played and put it all over your social media and defend us against that crap. It, 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 oh my god the rubbers what's wrong don't you guys have any self-respect at all i gotta play a couple more seconds of it so those that are just joining know what i'm tv talking about. ads with the governor talking about the great things she's done for michigan she's a liar whitmer can say what she wants but we live here just look around man during covid just look around man Oh my God, whose wife is that or whose girlfriend is that that let her out of the kitchen? I, I don't know. Come on, man. Yeah, that's why I couldn't wait to tomorrow's Biker News to do this. I, I was like, man, somebody's got to speak up here. Somebody does. Uh, Teaspoon of Spain. Uh, wow, that was the worst. That hurt to watch. And a lot of people are saying that right now all over the internet that, my God, what the hell was that? It is like trending, I think, on Twitter right now. And I'm like, dude, we're looking really bad. It's insanity right now. Insanity. Let's see here. Ride more politic, less rubbers. <laughs> and you guys are right. That that did hurt to watch. And hopefully, you know, Black Dragon, uh, Sos, all they, you know, Danny, uh, they take that video and really do a critique to make sure the word gets out. That is not us at all. Screwy freaking business with these people, man. Uh, Tim, it's intense. You know what? I really do believe what you just said. I really do. Uh, it's intentional. Look like fools. That's what they want the public perception to be, or we're all barbarian thugs. It's either, I, I agree 100%. It's either they want us to look like idiots, or they want us to look like, oh, there's this motorcycle gang people. It's one extreme to another, and tomorrow I talk about how screwed up 
this instance was when a Hell's Angel got arrested right there in court. I actually put a video up where you can hear the judge and all that stuff. They can't get it. They don't want to get it. That We're normal people just like them. As far as politics are concerned, we have a huge voting block that we really don't utilize at all. We're, we're huge. A lot of people, and that was evident down in Texas right after Waco Twin Peaks when Popeye and OG got out there and got everybody together to kick that district attorney, Abel Reyna, out on his ass and beat him by 20 points. That's how you get things done with bikers. You don't put us up there looking like a damn bunch of fools. That's the, And it was a local group up there in Michigan. Let's just put it that way. Either that, they put a bunch of politicians' aides dressed up the way they were, and they thought they were talking like we do, and they made us... Dude, I guarantee the one that they were promoting right there is going to lose by 15 points. That's how bad it really was, especially when that damn thing's going viral right now, because it came right up onto my desk, and I was like, man, this is off Reuters. What the hell is this? And Reuters is a big news uh, wire. So if it makes it onto Reuters, that means it's worldwide right now. So we look stupid, man. We look stupid as hell right now. And it ain't right. Uh, let's see here. Hey, we got Shaggy. Uncle Shaggy is in the house, baby. I wish Shaggy would come back, man. It's fun with Shaggy on uh, the tube. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Terry, that's fake, insulting, and ignorance to my two-wheel families. It is, you know what? You can actually say that is ignorant right there. You can actually, you know what, that is the very definition of ignorance. You you nailed that. And it is insulting. It's insulting because that has nothing to do what with what we're about. It, it yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> uh let's see here. Uh, there's Shaggy. Hello, China Dow's in the house. She'll be on uh, tomorrow morning, Motorcycle Madhouse. It keeps on jumping on me. I'm trying to get to this one. Uh, Beezer the Biker, they took acting cues from the Freedom Rock infomercial. <laughs> and Mark was right. What they should have done was show the toy runs, the charity events, acts of kindness, not just a bunch of the Black Widows. The Black Widows would have done better than them. At least the Black Widows were funny. At least they had some style to them. Not these bunch. They're not even Black Widows, man. They're like way, way below. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the pers uh, person campaigned and actually thought that commercial would help her or him. Guaranteed it's 15 points. She gets her ass kicked. Uh, 
in that because no self-respecting person would even give them the time of day of looking at that stuff. Uh, but I do got good news. Do got some breaking news here. And it's beautiful. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees just hit his 62nd home run bypassing Roger Maris's 61 and Babe Ruth's 60th. Now, I, I know a lot of you are going to say, well, Barry Bonds holds the record. Hell with him. Barry Bonds and Sosa McGuire, none of them. None of them did it the right way. They were too much on steroids. I consider Aaron Judge the home run leader of Major League Baseball. Here it is. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Soaring into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Aaron Judge is the American League single season home run leader. BAL King. Case closed. There it is right there. Aaron Judge knocks that 62. Uh, Babe Ruth was 60. Mara 61. And uh, Aaron uh, 62. All New York Yankees. See, they're my American League team. You know, best team of all is the Chicago Cubs. But my American League choice is the New York Yankees. I can't stand the Chicago White Sox. They're a bunch of idiots. So congrats goes out to Aaron on his 62nd home run. Uh, Mark Pee Wee Herman could hit home runs on steroids. <laughs> oh, I got to love all my freaking people out there. You guys are awesome. Again, big shout out to Danny Delo for, you know, gracing me to be on your TikTok. For all my haters to go out there and applause for me. Without your my haters, I wouldn't be where I am today. I love y'all, man. I really do. I love all my haters. You guys are great. Thank you for the honor of being on Danny Delo's TikTok right there. Uh... Well, yeah, Rob, when uh, Babe played, the she uh, the season uh, was shorter. This is true. This is true. But how are you guys doing today? You know, I put up a short. I was kind of upset with that today, too. It was like my whole day was ruined. If you don't know, I went and got a bagger from Woodstock Harley-Davidson. Now, I'm not going to bang on them. Because they're really trying to make the situation right. Anyway, went, seen this bagger, only had 12,000 miles on her. It's a 98. It has an Evo. You know, the guy never rode it, which is cool. That's one thing I like about rubbers. They always ride a bike for about a year, put a couple hundred miles on it, and then what they do is sell it, trade it in. So, low lives like me can go get a nice bike for next to no money. And admittedly, 
you know, I jewed them out of 3,000. You know, they wanted nine. I got it for six. And now I'm saying, okay, you know what? This is wrong. This is wrong. They put a Rockford Fosgate in there for a radio. This thing's like 700 bucks, the radio alone. And then, you know, it was, I had it home for a half hour, went out, took it for a ride, and the charging system wasn't working. So I got on the phone with the owner of Woodstock Harley. I said, you got to come pick up this freaking bike. And because I paid a $1,500 delivery and dock fee on this sucker. And then they made me pay like what, 400 bucks for a security thing. If the bike gets taken or something, they can find it, whatever the hell that thing is. But anyway, it wasn't charging that well. So I say, come on, get this damn thing and fix it. I paid for it. So they've had it ever since. I haven't seen it. And I just bought this bike. It's been like two weeks, I think it is. And I still haven't got the damn thing. So I'm hoping, you know, sometime this week because they say, oh, we had to order the parts and stuff. They're, they are putting in an entire charging system for this bike. So I can't bang on them. They're, you know what? They're really good at the customer service aspect of it. They fixed the carb, which an SNS is going on that anyway. I, you know what? I got to get a hold of Shaggy, you know, to ask him, hey, you know, what kind of carb, what kind of cam should I throw in there? Let's beef it up because actually with only 12,000 miles on this sucker, I can have this shit for years and years and years. So why not put in the money? into the engine and beef it up because it's got the 88 in there but it is an evo and i think that was the biggest selling point for me is the evo you know i had the big twin and stuff with the fat boy uh with my low rider you know the early fat boy you had to change the cam tensioner and stuff like that they jacked me for 1500 on that screaming eagle one but the evil is rock solid. It always has been. Uh, <laughs> right, Shaggy? I should have just brought it to you. It would have been done already. By the way, if you're in his area, he is an awesome mechanic. So the Evo is what caught me. And it was the seller besides the mileage and stuff like that. Because they are easier to work on. And they really don't have the problems that the, twin, the early twin cams did. So I'm kind of excited to get the damn thing back one of these days. I don't want to have it, you know, back when there's five feet of snow on there. And I have to admit, China Doll looked kind of cool on that damn bike. She was sitting up there like a queen, man. She just laying back, chilling. She like, uh, you know, riding gangster and stuff like that. And then, you know, you have to switch her to the low rider. And she's like, my butt hurts. My this hurts. My then hurts. It's like, dude, don't you shut up. Really, shut up once, okay? You're giving me a headache. It, and you know what? I always said I'd never go with the radio. And now that they got that Fosgate in there, and I pumped that sucker, yeah, I got to get speakers and stuff. One thing I realized was I don't have to hear China Dow singing anymore. 
Because that's what she does when she's on the back of my bike, is she'll sing. And I'm not talking actual good songs here. I'm talking nursery rhymes. That's what I have to deal with. And I don't know if you guys seen a couple episodes ago where she was sitting in an Eeyore outfit and I had to do a show with her sitting there doing an Eeyore, with an Eeyore thing. This is what I deal with. And everybody you know, feels sorry for her having to be with me. But nobody sees the perils that I have to go through being married to her. They don't have to see that, uh, you know, I'm going crazy in the head because she does the, you know, the weirdest stuff. But I think she was, uh, what was it? She's singing Little Shark or something, you know, something that my grandkids watch. But that's what I have to listen to. So when I got the bagger, that was the biggest thing in my mind. I know, I know. I said I would never, ever get a bike with a radio. I lied. I lied. Because I don't know what the hell I was thinking not having one. And now I am the proud member. I'm a proud member here of the Geezer Glide Club. I remember always making fun of the old elders and stuff like that. Oh, man, you're riding that damn thing. Why don't you get on a hardtail or why don't you get on a, you know, a springer or something like that? And they look at me stupid. And I finally figured out why they looked at me stupid. When I'm out there throwing thousands of miles on and my back is hurting, my knees are hurting, and yeah, I might pass them, but then they look over at me and smile. Now I understand why they did that. Why I have hemorrhoids crawling up my ass. They're up there riding like in there in a Cadillac. The ride is just something I've never experienced before. And I thought with the bully, you know, because I was using that for a long, you know, term deal. Which, by the way, it's for sale. If anybody wants a boulevard, it's for sale. But anyway, I thought that was comfortable. I didn't have to hear the old lady bitch and moan that her ass hurt because the damn sissy bar was riding up her bony ass. But now, it's like I don't even want her on the back of the bike. I just want to hit and just hit the road. Because that's how comfortable this damn thing is. You know, I was uh, talking to a couple friends of mine. I was like, you know what? Why don't we hit in like May? Why don't we go do Route 66? Or what? Because I've always wanted to do the Black Hills. But I don't want to do it during Sturges because of all the idiots out there. All the people out there. Why don't we go two weeks before Sturges and hit them damn roads? Now I'm excited more than ever now that I got the bagger to be able to do that stuff. I got to leave China now at home because if I decide to get me a honey, uh, I want to be able to, you know, have a honey and get some roadhead or something like that. She don't mind, but I got to go out there by myself. I got to go on a vision quest. Vision quest. Okay. 
All of us should do it. Figure out life. That is what these motorcycles are all about, is figuring out your screwed up life. Just getting away, getting out there in the air. Uh, I'm not much of a camper. I learned that. I really learned that. You know, when I was up in Tomahawk, it sucked camping. I didn't like it at all. You know, when we arrived, it was all right, but Friday sucked with all the rain, and then you have to hear that shit on the tent. So next year, I said, you know what? I don't give no... Maybe because I'm older, I'm grumpier, I'm not into it anymore. Uh, I just want a nice hotel. No bullshit. I just want a nice hotel, chill, have a good time. Have a couple broads over, watching them get naked all over the place, you know, watching them, you know, play with each other. That's my idea. But you're not going to have that camping, especially in the mud. Screw that. It's no fun. And I'm a crabby ass when I'm in some positions like that. I'm crabby as hell. If I'm not happy, I'm crabby. Because that was some bullshit with the rain. Trouncing around in the mud and stuff like that. You know, I loved the roads around there. I really did. I loved them. But the problem was, I thought it was going to be a little more exciting, like a gangster park and stuff, but it wasn't. It was like, er, this blows. I thought it'd be more fun up there. But the roads, yeah, I, I really did love it. Uh, let's see here. Hottie with a wet bar. You know what? That would be perfect. You know, me and China talked about, because uh, we do uh, Let's Get Your Porn On uh, on the other channel, which, by the way, it's Motorcycle Madhouse Radio Show over on YouTube. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about violent crime and all these morons that pass these policies to allow it to happen. But we're going to be talking about that. But anyway, you'd go and hear me and her go at it back and forth. But we were talking on the show today about different type of things like doomsday and all that. Because, you know, by God, Russia, Russia, Russia stuff. Uh, it's getting a little dangerous. It's a little dangerous. And by the way, I have a question for you all. Have a question for you all. If you knew, and my answer was something else. If you knew that the missiles were coming, what would you do? Would you want to hide out or get underground in some shelter or do what the preppers do? They buy up Walmart and hide it. Or would you just sit on the porch with your family, drink yourself a bottle of JD, Light you up a big fatty, you know, some good Mary Jane, and just sit there and watch the fireworks. Me, I choose to sit on the porch, watch the fireworks, because it won't be living anytime after that hits, probably underground and stuff like that. Uh, but back to vision quest here. Uh, Jim, I think for a proper vision quest, you have to ride out into the desert with a baggie full of mesalin, no big screen TV or no room service. I always wanted to try peyote. 
Has anybody on here ever tried peyote? I would love to get a vision quest from that. I heard it. The Indians used to do that, and we know how screwed up the Indians were. They used to like walk in the spirit world and stuff like that. I want to do that. That would be an awesome vision quest right there. It would. <laughs> uh, Jim, I pour drinks, sit on my deck, and watch them come. You got that. What's up, Roger? Uh, Invader Shaggy, I'm testing the speed of my latest build and see if I can ride out the fallout. <laughs> there you go. Again, if you're in the Missouri area and you want some really good freaking mechanical work done, Shaggy is the one you want to go to. He is, especially with the older ones, he can rock and roll on some older motorcycles, man. So if you guys are in that area, get your asses over there and support your local independent mechanic, man. You know, independent mechanics are actually the best mechanics in my eyes. Harley, because of the warranties I have on that stuff, so I take it to them so I don't have to even screw around with them. Uh, as far as if they're going to approve a warranty claim. But if you're really looking for a mechanic to work on your bike, go to an independent. An independent shop is going to treat you better. They're going to get into the technical aspects with you. It's like when you talk to an independent mechanic, that is, their language is specs. Their language is engine size and the parts within the engine. That's their language. It ain't English. No, it's mechanical, okay? So you know when you hear somebody talk like that, that you're really getting what you deserve to get. And that's a good ride. So I have to say that about Shaggy. He's probably one of them that talk uh, that type of spec speak as I call it. He's a true gearhead, man. True gearhead. Uh, let's see here. Well, here he is. Uh, HD equals parts changers. I've never been to MMI. I went to a motorcycle club, and the old guys taught me a lot of painful lessons. When you think back, and Shaggy and know this, if you wanted to build brotherhood, it wasn't sitting in a bar. It wasn't sitting at a rally. If you wanted something that was true, you would go to the garages. You know, you'd have a couple cases of beer around. And you'd sit there and work on your bike together. Tell lies. You know, how you screwed five chicks at a time. But you got to know each other. And you got to build that bond with each other. And that is something that really is going out of style, I guess you would say. Because you can blame uh, the motorcycle manufacturers like that. Because you need a PhD to work on some of these damn new bikes. But it did used to be that's where everything happened was in the garage. That was the best times that I ever had. There was an old outlaw. His name was Vulture. 
hardcore motherfucker, man. I'm talking 60s and 70s uh, style, you know, guy. And just to be able to hang around his bike shop was amazing. The stories I got. I learned so much about everything from him. And he would just sit there and wrench and wrench and talk and talk and give these stories out that that's something that I'll never be able to lose. It's always going to be with me. And if you got a chance to actually hang out with people or hang out with your brothers in a club, just sitting back shooting the shit in a garage while you work on some uh, motorcycle, I'm telling you, take that in take that in a heartbeat. Don't pass it up. Don't throw excuses. Oh well, I got this to do or that to do, because. <coughs> Excuse me. You're really giving up the opportunity to live this whole lifestyle the way it was supposed to be lived. Before all these rubbers came into the scene, you know, when you were considered a bunch of trash. But that bunch of trash title that we all took on really meant something to us. It meant being close to people that were like us. And I don't hear about that much anymore. You know, especially with younger kids, I never hear that hardly. If you had a chance to sit down with somebody that was, you know, if you were in your 20s, which I was lucky enough to have, to sit down with somebody that was in their 60s or their 70s and hear everything that went on within their experience, you just sat there and shut up and you were in awe of those people. And a lot of the elders now, they don't get the respect that they deserve. It ain't like 1990s where everybody were liking awe to early 2000s and especially now. It's like they're pushed to the side, but they have so much knowledge and so much to teach that you'd be a freaking fool not to take them up on okay, well, we're going to be over here for about an hour or two. I'm going to be changing out, doing some tune-ups. You'd be stupid not to do that. You would be. You'd be a freaking moron not to take something like that. Let's see here. Go back. I can't forget you guys. Uh, some pay $200 an hour to talk to the psychiatrist. I grab a bottle, go to the garage, and have a few drinks with my buddy and on our bikes. That really does make sense. Because there are people that pay $200 an hour to talk to somebody when all they have to do is get with some close friends and just sit and chill. A close friend or a close brother ain't going to make light of the situation that you're in. They're actually there 
to help you. So that's right. Why would you go spend $200 an hour to talk to a damn psychiatrist when you can just go to the, you know, one of your brothers, let's go to the garage. Let's talk stupid and work the problems away. Mark, if you don't seek out a good builder machinist, you know what? Machinists are just unbelievable. The craft that they, the craft that they do is just amazing, man. It, 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 you know, I I like working with metal and stuff like that, uh, making things here and there. But they take their stuff to an, a new art form than machinists. Uh, one of the best, I think, is Jesse James. I don't care what anybody says. I think Jesse James is badass. Uh, you will end up uh, with a motorcycle sitting in the garage, broken, and the dealership can't work on your 79 Super Glide or your 65 Panhead. Very true, Mark. And there's not a lot of uh, guys left that can work on a 79 Super Glide or a 65 Panhead. But, and here's the but, they're a lot more easier to work on than what you got now. What you got now is a bunch of an electrical nightmare. I can see why they're getting paid the way they're getting paid. And it's just like Ford, Chevy, uh, Chrysler. They're making their products where you got to take them to their dealerships and their mechanics to fix them, which sucks. Now, anybody that grew up in the 80s, 90s, everybody knew how to work on a damn car. It was easy as hell. You had the room. But now it's like you got to have midget hands to even work on any of this crap up there, man. Uh, let's see here. Yep, and yeah, right. How many people would still ride motorcycles if they, they had to kickstart our own bikes? First bike I ever had was a 77 Triumph Bonnie, Makuni carbs, all the good stuff. And it was kickstart. And let me tell you, it taught me something. That motorcycle taught me something. It taught me I never wanted to kickstart a damn bike again. That is what it told me. And I was young still at the time. But that, you know what? You're not a biker unless you had to recoil. Meaning, you went there, tried to kickstart that sucker, and it just popped right back on you. You haven't lived until that happens. It's like one of those things where when you walk by a truck and it has a hitch on and you just bash your knee into it, yeah, that's what it feels like. It sucked. Uh, Gunpowder, Indian Larry bikes were definitely your style. They were all hardtail. My question is, Gunpowder, though, I don't know how old you are, but would you take that hardtail from coast to coast Minimum 500 miles per day. It'd be in, very interesting to hear your uh, thoughts on that one. Uh, let's see here. Mark, old motorcycles are like tractors. You can work on them. All you have to do is ask Shaggy, man. I've seen some of his stuff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Gunpowder 44. Okay. Uh, so would you be able to ride a hardtail? 
coast to coast, 500 miles a day. But you couldn't take any breaks. You had to do it every day. Now, that's the question. You know, hardtails, I had one. And I was like, okay, four weeks later, got rid of the damn thing. I don't know if it's just that I'm a cooter pocket or I'm a taco. Uh, you know, Taco Tuesday, you know, taco downstairs, pink. Anyway, I just couldn't handle the damn thing, feeling every damn bump. But do you imagine what the old fellers went through? If you ever watch some of the old docs where you see them being filmed on their kickstarts, their hardtails, them dudes were some bad motherfuckers back then. I don't care what you say. They were badass people back then. They rode every damn where on them damn bikes. I don't care who you are, man. What's up, family life? Uh, no freaking way I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, I, that's what I thought, uh, Nitro. You'll tear up the town and go for a few hours. But riding coast to coast, hell freaking no on a hardtail, man. Hell no. And then you have to worry about having an old lady on the back of that sucker. All they're doing is crying and whining because their ass hurts. Yeah, that's how it works, man, with them hardtails, but they did it. Uh, one, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll never own another hardtail. Oh, it puts everything in perspective, let me tell you that. It puts you into the category, okay, you're claiming to be an old scooter tramp, but can you do this? Yeah, it puts you where, uh, you know, basically put your money where your mouth is type of deal, because I ain't doing it. No damn way, man. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, Allen's World, I believe that dealers are losing touch of what the true bikers and car guys, both bikes and cars, just for profit and what they can sell. I think you're very, you, you know what, I think you're dead on with that. Because if you look at an independent shop, you know, an independent dealer that takes a lot of, co you know, consignments on and does their own mechanical work. They have a more personal relationship you you know with you than if you were walk into a Harley Davidson dealer. Now, when I went and got the bagger, Chinatown was with me. It was hard enough to get a greeting coming in the door than it was, you know, then you had to wait to buy the damn bike. They really have lost touch. Because they're going to the people like in the video. They don't care about if you're walking in there ragged. Even though you have the money to buy. They'll still go after the rubbers that look all cute in their leathers. And I think that's been lost on this lifestyle. Where people should get in their Google searches and say to themselves, what's this independent shop about? Let's go there. Let's throw our money to the independent shop because they're going to treat me like I should be treated. 
See what I mean on that? Rage, my boy. You think it's hard to find someone to work on old Harleys? Try to find someone to help with your 90 or 1962 Moto Guzzy. There's a reason it stays parked. If I were you, I'd try to get a hold of Shaggy. I'm sure he'd be able to work something out uh, question-wise of what's going on with your bike and all that stuff. I'd get a hold of him. Uh, I remember having the Triumph. Nobody worked on them because they were out of business until they came back. And the old Nordens and stuff like that. I love the old Cafe Racer stuff. Uh, I have many times best ride ever. I know you have, Shaggy. <laughs> uh, nowadays, rubbers just trailer their bikes across country and sit in a nice, comfy RV. I have to disagree with the RV stuff here. Now, if it's camping, hell yeah, I'm going into an RV. But if it's, you know, for, you're supposed to be riding, yeah, man, you got to ride that stuff. And like I said, Vision Quest coming, man. Vision Quest coming. Uh, but they do. They do do that stuff. You know, I can see a trailer, uh, a crash car or a crash truck. I can see that. Because if you're going on a long ride, it's always best to have a trailer behind you. That way, if something happens, you know, you throw it on the trailer. I know when we were coming back from Tomahawk, one of the bikes went down. All we did was put it in the trailer and we went. Uh, that, you know, is kind of cool right there. Uh, let's see here. Family life. I took my bike to an independent shop and was told to get out. Didn't notice the club colors and the fact they don't like cops. <laughs> yes, sometimes that ain't going to work out too good for you, man. Uh, but not a lot of, not all independent shops are, you know, club related. There's a lot out there that aren't. Uh, you just got to go out there and find them, you know. Let's see here. Has Indian had trouble like that? A really, I really like a few. If you're buying the new stuff that's made by Polaris, uh, I don't think you should have any problem, man. I heard nothing but great reviews as far as the new Indians are concerned. And you got to remember, Indians been through so many damn owners that it's got, you know, kind of a shitty, you know, reputation. But it's building up now that Polaris is taking it over. I don't believe at all whatsoever that they should have got rid of the victory line. They should have kept that. But I believe what they did with the victory line was cut their teeth because it's always been about the Indian brand. I wish they had more dealerships. And that's one thing that's going to hold them back with competing against Harley, in my opinion, is they got to get them damn dealerships, man. You have to have a dealership network in order to compete with Harley. Now, one thing with Harley, though, they're starting to close some dealership, which is uh, pretty cool. Oh, uh, so I stick with the dealership. I'm serious, man. You know, there's more out there that'll take care of you. Uh, you, th you think victory will make a comeback. Now, I, now these are opinions, okay? It's not 
you know, anything in solid. But do I think victory is going to come back? No. Unless Polaris sells the brand off, because they're the owner of the brand. But with victory, they had, a you know, some early on, because I had one in 92, uh, I think it was uh, 2001, their transmissions were just hell. They sucked. But as time went on, and that's with every motorcycle model, you don't want to get the first three years of a new model because you want to see how it pans out and stuff. But I don't think they'll ever get rid of the victory, even though as years went on, it became a good freaking bike. You know, you had the jackpot. That was a good one. The hammer. So... I, they might. I I doubt it though, because they're having so much success with Indian right now. Save a bagger, uh, rob the rubber. <laughs> you know what? That is spreading all over the place. People are calling them rubbers now. That's about what they are, man. They're useless after you're done with them. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, evil. I think victory messed up. But you got to remember, Polaris uh, bought Victory, and then they bought Indian. Well, Victory was the original brand. I'm sorry, correction. Uh, Polaris started the Victory and stuff like that, but their ultimate goal was that Indian. And I love how they brought it back. Indian is, you know, part of history here in America. And I don't know if you know this, and some might, you know, we're going to be talking about history on Sunday, uh, hopefully with Outlaw Archives and uh, Moosh is going to be coming on, we're going to be talking about history. If it wasn't for Harley Davidson getting the contract for World War II, it might have been a different scenario right now where Indian would be king. What's Harley going to do? No more Sportster. That's going to hurt how many Sportsters HD has uh, sold over the years. You know, at 1957 and now that monstrosity that just came out, that 2022, you're crazy, man. I never get on something like that. Uh, well, of course, you know, I sat here and said I never get a bike with the radio, so you never know, but... It, it, it has no style to me. It's like a Sportster and a V-Rod had sex together. That's the best way uh, I can describe that. Uh, what was HD thinking when they ended the Sportster for 65 years? And I think it was the entry-level bike for everybody to get into the sport of motorcycling. Come on, you have to admit, yeah, a lot of people start on the 750 Hondas and Yamis and Suzukis, but when they want to get a Harley, that is where their starting point is, is getting a Sporty. I've owned many Sporties, man. I owned them because I liked them, so I had to go in and out of traffic within Chicago, where it's a lot harder to do that on a bagger. But with the Sporty, they just had a style of their own. They were beautiful. 
You can chop them up. You can make whatever you wanted out of it. You can mold it the way you wanted it. And I just don't see what the hell they were thinking. I really don't, man. You don't freaking, uh, you know, put a freaking V-Rod with a sporty. And I know what they're doing. They're trying to go for the younger crowd. I get it. But that was just stupid. Uh, Harley made 90 million bikes, Indian 30K in World War II, and then out of business completely in 53. And you're right about that because they got the contract from the government. And that was the bike of choice when everybody came back from World War II is because they knew it, they used it, they were reliable. It would be cool to put a couple machine guns on the handlebar. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> uh let's see here uh what do you have to say nitro for me i like a smaller bike i feel like i'm a loving on a dresser <laughs> mohawk the pre-polaris cmc air indians are good bikes uh i do wonder about that are the old uh you know the cmc airs are they you can you still get parts for them I, I if you know let me know that uh take a couple more here harley screwed up when they used the sportster name on the sportster s you got that right the nightster is a modern interpretation that is trying to carry on the spirit i don't think it i don't think it's gonna once you get rid of the original ideal bare bones sporty without all these extra accessories. I, I I don't see it, man. I really don't. And maybe because it's we're all old, okay? Maybe we're too much of a different generation to see what Harley Davidson's trying to accomplish. Because if you look at it, the Pan America, I know old guys that want to ride that all day long. So Harley Davidson broke into a new segment of the population with that bike and maybe that's what's gonna happen now I, I don't know i don't know whatever happened to the bottle cap indian engine of the 1990s man i don't think you're gonna see anything like the 1990s came man that was a special decade let me tell you i miss it a lot Miss it a lot. There was nothing better, in my opinion, than the 1990s. It was fun. It was dangerous, exciting, uh, a lot of stuff going on. And you got to be around the Vietnam Air bikers when they were in their 40s and 50s, and they just still tear up shit. It was the best time. Uh, Gunpowder, one. 31 on a sporty frame. Are you kidding me? Are you serious hell with that? I got a 103 on a freaking uh, low rider, and I think it's the best thing in the world, But not, and it's fast as hell. But I can imagine putting a 110, 117 on it, and then a 131. You're crazy, man. That, that nuts. That's nuts, man. Hell with that. <laughs> I'd kill myself on that. That's just like I had a freaking rice rocket once that I kept aside, and I got rid of it after a week because I said I'm going to kill myself on this damn thing. 
Uh, no, hell no, man. Hell no. Uh, but anyway, guys and gals, man, I just wanted to jump on here and uh, have some fun tonight. Uh, 8 uh, o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, the Biker News is going to be on. Then we jump over to Motorcycle Madhouse uh, Morning Mayhem with China Doll. Have conversations that are pretty cool. You hear me messing with her all the time. It's a fun time, man. And if you stay on the stream, it actually is supposed to redirect you right over to the show. So that's it for tonight, everybody. You guys have a good day at work tomorrow. Hopefully you get some ride time in. Hopefully you're getting yourself a nice BJ tonight or something from your honey. Uh, but make in front of China doll. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm gonna anyway, guys and gals talk to you later.